Hello, how is everyone doing today? Welcome back to The Banker Next Door. I am your host, Dr. Joe Burquist. I am still smarting from my, uh, my, my view. You can see here my, my fills uh, getting a win here over the weekend over the Braves. So still uh, hanging strong in the play playoffs. So hopefully that will continue, but we'll see. Uh, so I have kind of a special episode here today. I wanted to talk about um, unrealized losses in bank bond portfolios. This is a, a major topic of discussion in the banking industry right now and something that I felt needed its own individual episode. So I, I want to share with you, I want to basically bring you up to speed, give you the history, the background on what's going on here. Why is this such a big issue for banks? I'm going to share uh, a few things with you today and then kind of get you on to where we're at in the bond market itself and what the effect is on banks and basically what you can expect to happen with banks through the rest of the year and probably into early next year because of this. So, all right. So the first thing I want to do is I want to go back take you back in time here a little bit. So let's go back to the third and fourth quarters of last year of 2022. Um, I've brought up here an article that was written in, it was first published in March 13th of this year. Um, at a very critical time, if you recall, that's right when we had uh, three or four bank failures that basically hit the bank market literally right at that time in March and into, um, and into April of this year. Uh, which caused a lot of big brouhaha. We had, you know, Signature Bank, Silicon Valley Bank, Silvergate Bank, um, and then First Republic Bank, uh, you know, California and New York, basically, some of the, these bigger banks uh, that, that basically went under, uh, causing, you know, a big, big thing. Um, a big part of the reason why those banks went under was because they had what was called unrealized losses on their bank bond for portfolios. Um what does that mean? So in on a bank bond portfolio, you have what's called HTM, which is assets that are held to maturity. And then you also have assets that are labeled as AFS, assets for sale. So assets for sale are things that you have for sale right this minute. Um, an HTM bond would be something that you're holding to maturity. And the maturity could be in a year, could be in two years, could be in five years. It just all depends on, on that particular bond and, and what you selected. Now, the interesting thing about it is the HTM, if um, you may have paper losses right now, meaning that if I were to go sell that security right now today, I would sustain a loss on it. But if I hold that security until maturity, I will actually make money on it. Um, now, we'll get into the kind of some of the technicalities here in a minute, but I wanted to share this article because this article hit, uh, and then, no, I'm sorry, this isn't an article, this is a paper. Uh, this was a paper called Monetary Tightening and U.S. Bank Fragility in 2023, Mark-to-Market Losses and Uninsured Depositor Runs. And this, this article was just updated on September 28th. And I just, I want to read this to you because it's, it's so, in, it's so incredibly important and you'll see why this is so, so powerful here in a minute. So in the, basically in the analysis in the study, they mark to market losses on bank assets due to interest rate increases from quarter one, 2022 to quarter one, 2023. Asset values decline on average by 10% and the 2.2 trillion trillion aggregate decline was on the order of aggregate bank capital. We present a model of solvency runs 
which illustrates that interest rate increases can lead to self-fulfilling solvency bank runs even when banks' assets are fully liquid. The model identifies banks with asset losses, low capital, and critically high uninsured leverage as being most fragile. A case study of the recently failed Silicon Valley Bank confirms the model insights. 10% of banks, let me say that again, 10% of banks have larger unrecognized losses and lower capital than SVB. On the other hand, SVB had a disproportional share of uninsured funding. Only 1% of banks had a higher uninsured leverage on their deposits. Combined, losses and uninsured leverage provided incentives for an SVB uninsured depositor run. We compute new empirical measures of bank fragility for the sample of all U.S. banks, even if only half of uninsured deposits had decided to withdraw almost 190 banks with assets of 300 billion are at a potential risk of insolvency, meaning that the mark-to-market value of their remaining assets after these withdrawals would be insufficient to repay all insured deposits. So this article, I highly recommend people go out and take a look at this and read this article and review it. It is, it is a, it is an, it's an, it's an incredible article, incredible write-up. So as I go back here, take a step back again, go back to 2022. So what happened? Well, the bond market had probably its worst year in 50 years. And if you, I mean, you'd have to go back to the early 70s to find a worse year in the bond market in 2022. That is what led to all these, um, uh, basically what, what led to all these unrealized losses in the bank's bond portfolios. Now, as we'll see in a minute here, as I get into some of these articles, this these losses, they put a tremendous amount of strain on banks' capital and on their liquidity positions. So let's go in here and I, now, so now let's take a step forward. So things I will say, you know, after we had a couple of these bank failures, things over the summertime really kind of stabilized for a little bit. But now as we've gotten back into September here and now into October, this issue is beginning to rear its ugly head as the bond market has taken a, a, a serious turn downwards. So let's go, let's look at our next thing here. This was an article that just came out on October 6th, which was just a couple days ago. So, and, and this is from Investopedia. We're in the biggest treasury bond market, bond bear market ever, ever. I can't I say that again. We're in the biggest treasury bond bear market ever, according to Bank of America. So government bonds have shed a quarter of their value since 2020, the steepest decline in history. So as we page down here, I just wanted to read a little bit here. So the market for U.S. Treasuries has shed almost a quarter of its value since Treasury yield bottomed out in the summer of 2020. It's the biggest Treasury bear market in history, surpassing two similar periods in the 19th century, according to Bank of America Research Note. That may be the biggest bear market for U.S. Treasury bonds of all time, analysts at Bank of America wrote in a research note on Friday. The market for U.S. Treasuries has shed almost a quarter, 24.7% of its value since Treasury yields bottomed out in the summer of 2020. Um, pretty, I mean, pretty amazing. Some of the biggest bond market ETFs that track the price of Treasury bonds have been pummeled amid surging yields, with those uh, exposed to longer duration Treasuries recording the steepest losses. So we're in this, so basically we're in this very bad bear market now. 
And how is this affecting banks? Well, let's take a look here. Uh, so this is an article for S from S&P Global Market Research. Uh, higher for longer rates mean lingering pain for bond portfolios. So, and, and look at this chart here. And I just want to read you this piece at the top here. So as banks gain more clarity about the direction of interest rates, more institutions could contemplate securities portfolio restructurings, allowing banks to alleviate one of the headwinds to their margins. However, with more increases in interest rates pushing bond portfolios further underwater, many banks do not have enough regulatory capital to withstand the hit from losses on security sales, which will limit future activity. Underwater bond portfolios are also negatively impacting liquidity ratings during regulatory exams as regulatory focus on banks' contingent liquidity planning. Um, so, and, and again, I think this chart here, as you can see, I mean, this says it all. So for, for our podcast audience, what we're looking at is we're looking at a chart of net unrealized gains or losses at U.S. public banks. So net unrealized gains or losses, you can see the, the blue chart here, uh, ever, basically since the first quarter of 2022, this has gone negative and it has been dramatically negative. Um, implied is the uh, the orange line here. Implied unrealized gains or losses in HTM securities. Um, again, and and the article that the the I should say the article that research study that I showed you at the beginning um, basically makes a case that there could be you know they're they're saying unrealized losses are around like you know six hundred billion, but they're making a case that it could be as high as two point two trillion. Um, Obviously, this is a, a dramatic portfolio, a dramatic problem for banks. Now, um, what happens here? So uh, let me paint you a picture. So even though the bank has not actually realized the losses here, what happens is bank regulators come in and they say, you have a liquidity problem because the, the idea here is that if a bank gets into a crunch, if they get into some kind of liquidity crunch where they end up with problems and they've got it, they need money fast. What the, the idea is in their investment for portfolios, these are liquid assets that they could divest themselves of in say 24 hour, 48 hour, 72 hour period and get the cash for that. But the problem here is that they, if they did that, they would take, they would take huge losses on that, which hurts their liquidity, which means they got to go to other areas for liquidity. This can also dramatically impact the bank's capital. So what's happening there is even though the banks have not actually realized these losses, the regulators are coming in and saying, hey, man, this is a big problem and we're going to downgrade you. And obviously the banks don't want to be downgraded because if you're publicly traded, you come in, you get downgraded and you say, well, yeah, we've got these problems in our bank bond portfolio and you get downgraded. What's going to happen to your stock? You know, your stock's going to go down. What's going to happen with some of your customers and your clients? Well, they, well they're going to start asking questions. They're going to start saying, hey, what's what's going on here? You know, is this a problem? Is this something we should be worried about? I mean, we saw these bank failures earlier this year. Um, you know, bank, banks don't want to answer those. They, they, do, they don't want to basically be put in a position. They have to answer um, those questions. And then let's go down here. Let's take another look because there's just one other chart here. So you can see this is a chart here, HTM securities trends at U.S. banks. And you can see the purple 
line at the top here. Basically, this is HTM securities, total securities for banks above 700 billion in total assets. You can see that that HTM number is dramatically increasing. It started increasing in the first quarter of 2022. Um, now, um, I, again, a little bit of this is, I think, what you would have to call kind of like smoke and mirrors. I think that some banks out there are, you know, looking at, okay, how can we kind of massage this a little bit, so to speak? And I think that you're seeing that some of these bonds have been, you know, shifted from assets for sale, AFS, to held to maturity. So that, again, they didn't have to realize those losses at the moment. Now, again, some banks are, are being very proactive in this and basically saying, hey, we're just going to, you know, we're just going to take the hit and keep on rolling here. For example, um, the one article here goes on to say, um, so, yeah, City National Bank. Uh, about out in Los Angeles. I mean, basically, they they um, they sold a bunch of bonds below cost, and they took the hit uh, before basically before matters got worse, as according to them. Uh, Tompkins Financial uh, basically they were expected to log a third quarter net loss after selling securities at a loss. Uh, so basically, um, they repositioned their balance sheet in September through the sale of about 429 million of available for sale securities for an after tax loss of about 47.5 million. Um, and so I, I think that was smart. I think that was actually really smart on their part. I think, I think any bank that's looking at this right now and trying to figure out what to do, I think they, you know, they, they got to take action on this. I don't think they can sit on this. And I think that's where this is all going is that, you know, we're in this bear market in, in bonds. And I want to just, just a couple, uh, more things here. I just wanted to share with you real quick. So again, I mean, what is this causing? Here's another article here. U.S. banks shrink, wary of risk and paying up for growth. So in other words, you know, in other words, the bank's bond portfolios, uh, they're they're getting they're getting pressed. Liquidity and capital is getting pressed. And as a result of that, banks are now shrinking their balance sheets because they're looking at loan to deposit ratios. Um, they're looking at facing potential delinquencies in commercial real estate and, and other things. And, and they're, they're basically saying, hey, we need to, you know, we need to pull this. We need to pull back. We need to kind of rein it in, shrink the balance sheet a little bit, make sure that we have plenty of liquidity and capital on hand. Uh, they need want to check their, their uninsured deposits, you know, make sure that they're not too out of whack with that. And that hopefully they can, um, you know, they can deal with anything that came in. But just to, re, you know, the uh, the industry reported uh, 23.465 trillion in total assets in the second quarter, the lowest aggregate level since the third quarter of 2021. Since the start of 2022, the industry as a whole has posted quarter over quarter declines in total assets in four of the six quarters. Well, again, that's be, it's because of of what's happening here. So, and then uh, a couple last couple articles. You know, when will the Fed stop raising interest rates? That's the trillion dollar question for bond investors. So relentless losses in the bond market have spooked investors who appear hesitant to jump in until they feel more confident that rates have peaked. Investors pulled $78.6 billion from U.S.-based taxable bond funds in the 12 months through August, according, you know, according to um, uh, what I've read, it doesn't say, but anyway, uh, that is well below the near $300 billion they pulled from equities over the same period, but a painful sum regardless for asset managers that were uh, hoping for a windfall in bonds instead of. Uh, investors remain wary of continuing Fed rate hikes. Um, 
Bond, bond prices and yields, yields move inversely. So the Federal Reserve's aggregate interest rate campaign is behind both the steep decline in prices and the sharp decline in yields. It has created an opportunity for investors on two fronts. Yields are at their highest level in more than 15 years. And since bonds pay out uh, their full par value at maturity, investors buying and holding to the end can expect price appreciation barring a default. So again, you know, good for investors at the moment. I don't see people rushing in to buy bonds right now just because they're kind of like a falling knife. They're on sale and lower prices should create demand, but we're not seeing that as bond, bond losses continue to accelerate over the past two weeks. Um, and then finally, the last thing, rising rates likely to hit bank balance sheets in the quarter. Uh, a surge in interest rates likely worsened unrealized losses on bonds and loans held at U.S. banks in the third quarter, further straining their balance sheet as they face pressure to pay more to keep depositors. Unrealized losses were a key cause of the Silicon Valley Bank's failure in March, which spurred other bank runs. Uh, that risk has ebbed. However, total deposits at U.S. commercial banks were little changed since the end of the second quarter, according to the Federal Reserve's latest data, although they are down 5% since their peak level in April 2022. Importantly, however, the, interest, interest, the industry has um, stanched deposit outflows for now. Um, but they said, I expect unrealized losses to increase, said Alexander Yoakum, a banking analyst at the investment research firm CFRA. For us, solvency issues are less of a concern, but the amount of profitability is a concern. Um, higher yields cause debt prices to fall, reducing the value of trillions of dollars in fixed rate bonds and loans that banks hold, regardless of whether they intend to sell the assets. In some cases, the losses were equal to or greater than the bank's equity or the buffer they hold to absorb such hits. That led to a crisis that brought down three regional banks earlier this year. That's exactly the point I was, I was talking about. Um, U.S. banks' unrealized, unrealized losses on investment securities were $558 billion as of June 30th, according to the Federal Deposit Insurance Corp. The unrealized losses were up from $516 billion three months earlier, but down from their peak of $690 billion at the end of last year's third quarter. I don't know that that is accurate. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, they're saying that here. However, like I said, if we go back to the research study that we looked at, um, you know, again, this has kind of gone in ebbs and flows. But if we go back again to this, uh, if we go back again to what we just looked at here and we go back up, I mean, does, does, does this look like it's uh, does this chart look like it's getting better? Uh, I mean, just a tad bit, but that still looks pretty ugly. <laughs> um, let's see here. So more more than half of such losses each quarter were on bonds classified as held to maturity. And, and so do not include on banks' balance sheets under the accounting rules. Um, at the end of 2021, unrealized losses were negligible system-wide, but that changed obviously in 2022. Part of the reason unrealized losses were down from last year is that banks have reduced their bond holdings, often, often letting them roll off as they have uh, matured without reinvesting the proceeds into new debt securities. Banks' bond holdings as of June 30th were down 12% from a year earlier, according to FDIC data. Um, in some instances, banks have elected to crystallize their losses by selling bonds below cost and taking the hit before matters got worse. Um, the FDIC doesn't publish fair value data for loan losses. The only banks that are publicly traded are required to report on such data. So in other words, in other words, what they're saying is that uh, the held to maturity assets don't necessarily have to be reported and are kind of held off of banks 
balance sheets. However, I will say the FDIC more recently has asked banks to put a lot more information on the call reports as it relates to, to this unrealized losses in their bond portfolios in, in addition to uninsured deposits. So, you know, where where does this all go to kind of wrap this up? I mean, where does this all go at the end of the day? Well, this is obviously a major, major problem for banks. I think you have at least a couple, I would estimate, I mean, you know, you have almost, you know, uh, 4,700 banks in the United States right now. I would estimate that you probably have a couple hundred banks that have issues with this that, that we need to keep an eye on. Um, this problem is is not going to get any better in the short term. I mean, I see this definitely carrying into next year and continuing to impact banks' earnings. It's going to continue to cause the the um, the banking industry to consolidate. You're going to see assets continue to shrink. You're going to see banks' balance sheets continue to shrink, which means you're going to have a contraction in lending. Uh, they're not going to they're not going to be as um, you know banks are not going to be as aggressive in lending. They're 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 going to tighten a lot of their standards, which uh, in the market update episode I just did, we just we just I just spoke to that. Uh, that is a trend that you're seeing, you know, right now. And I think that a lot of banks would be very wise right now to do, you know, what Tompkins and what and what I think National City Bank did, and that is uh, if 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 it makes sense, you know, bite the bullet, bite the bullet, sell these, you know, sell the bonds that are underwater right now, reposition your balance sheet. And just, you know, make sure you've got, uh, you know, make sure you got a lot of access to liquidity, uh, whether it be through like a home federal home loan bank line of credit, something of that nature. Um, you know, but but definitely this is definitely something to keep its eyes and eyes on, because I think that it, this is going to get a little bit worse before it gets better. Uh, I don't see the bond market performing very well through the rest of this year. We'll have to you know, we'll keep an eye on it. Obviously, got a few more months to go here and I will come back with more updates and let people know kind of what's going on with that. Um, but definitely something that need, we need to keep our eye on with this. Um, and, uh, and, and I would definitely suggest, again, going back and, and going back to that article that I talked about, monetary tightening in U.S. bank fragility in 2023. Um, it looks like they are continuing to update that. Uh, so I would, keep, I would keep an eye on that and uh, see, what they, see what they say. But, uh, but definitely check that out. And, uh, you know, so I hope people I hope people find this episode interesting and informative. I, I do see this as, as more of like a, a special episode, you know, really kind of focusing in on this this very uh, special and timely topic at the moment in banking. Um, but if you like what you saw today, please, uh, please like subscribe, share, um, take a you know, you know, like I said, um, you know, don't forget to go to the website at the uh, the banker next door dot com. Check that out. Uh, you know, definitely. Check us out on Rumble, YouTube, and all major podcast platforms. Uh, leave a comment if there was something, if you like this analysis, if uh, there was anything you thought I missed, uh, you know, please make sure to, to like and or please make sure to leave a comment and let me know what you think. And uh, I'll be back again to talk to you guys real soon. Got a lot more uh, topics coming up, uh, all kinds of great things with, um, uh, you know, crypto, cryptocurrency, um, you know, central um, central bank digital currency, uh, a lot of a lot of different things uh, in the in the mix. So, be back to you guys again real soon. Thanks a lot.